Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Rosie Recap. Today, we are joined by Pooch from Big Brother 24. Pooch, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. I love speaking about Big Brother. love speaking about the game, especially other people that are passionate about it. So I appreciate you have, having me, for sure. Yeah, it's been so cool to see you and then have you here. And uh, I can tell you're, you are a big fan of the show from watching you on the show. You said that you have watched a bunch of seasons since you're like, you said you were in middle school, right? Yeah. So I was, I mean, me and my mom started watching God. Yeah. Probably around season 12, 13, which was pretty cool. Cause I did an interview today with uh, Rachel Riley, uh, which I'm obviously a big fan of. And she's, you know, one of the big brother goats. Um, so yeah, if you watch my gameplay, by the way, I went out, people might not think I have never seen the show, you know, with some bad decisions I made, but, um, you know, I, I really am a diehard fan of Big Brother. It was one of the things where uh, I explained, I, I, it's not like I apply for reality TV shows like all the time. Like I was your normal, like college student, college football coach, um, you know, just a big fan of Big Brother. A couple things, you know, actually made me apply this year. So I went one for one with TV shows with Big Brother. And, I, you know, I was super happy with that. But yeah, super big, bro- super big Big Brother fan for sure. Sick. Yeah. So you said you started watching 12, 13. That's, that's when Rachel was on. So how was it exactly was it getting getting interviewed by her yeah so i truly think it was one of my first seasons i think the the uh i can't even say brigade with enzo and hayden and all them was i can't remember if it was 12 or 13 um but i think that was one of the first true seasons i started watching so it was super cool you know obviously rachel her famous line if you're if you're floated grab a life vest which is you know one of the all-time big brother gifs uh but yeah it definitely was a cool experience uh she was amazing uh so yeah definitely is uh the big brother alumni have a lot of them been reaching out and have been great to me it's been amazing you know obviously being a fan so when they reach out through instagram or twitter and they you know a lot of them have been supporting me had my back which has been amazing that's so cool that is really cool yeah the brigade was huge that was like one of the very first alliances that really just like steamrolled the entire season and never got found out that was super sick so yeah, i want to absolutely. ask about the premiere of your season that you were just on yeah uh, so you guys go into the house and you get chosen, you pick up your envelopes, whatever those were, and then you open them up and everyone gets a different thing, gets sent to a different um, part of the yard to play a different game. But you open one, you get the backstage pass. <laughs> and I remember you, I remember that. I remember looking at your eyes and you looked like you were kind of like darting your eyes around thinking like, oh man, I got this weird twist and what's going to happen to me. What were you thinking when you first opened up that uh, envelope? Yeah. So what happened was I've tried to explain this, the, uh, so before opening night, well, actually the same day. So like literally an hour before they had us all on a Zoom call and we couldn't see each other's faces. Oh. So you couldn't see or hear. So the only people who, who were allowed to speak or you could see was the game committee. Like I guess the way you do it through Zoom, however they were able to manufacture it is like there was no names, no faces, whatever. So we really don't meet or see anybody until we get in. But they were doing that so they could explain the rules. Hey, this is how the games are going to work just to give you a heads up so you know, you know, what's kind of going on, what the rules of the game are. So I remember listening to that. So I remember listening about the porta potty the jewelry station, and then the hang station. And uh, while I was doing that, I, on a little DVD player they gave you, because you were basically locked in a room, so like a dressing room, with not much to do for a few hours. So they gave us a little DVD player, and I was watching The Office. I'm a big fan of The Office. Me too. <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching it, and um, as this is going on, and I was paying attention and doing both. So the first thing that happened when I was in the backyard, I was like, oh, my God, like, was I paying too much attention to the office? I was, like, I was like, did I miss a key part of, like, something that's supposed to happen, of whatever the backstage boss does? 
So I was looking around because I was like, okay, if they explain this to me, I don't want to look like an idiot. So I was like, let me look around and like try and see, maybe I missed it. And that's why I missed the big golden chair, which I know a lot of people saw because I heard Julie Chen and it was hard to hear because there was a lot going on. My mind was going about a, a million miles a minute. So I walk upstairs up the spiral staircase. I'm like, okay, do I walk into a room? Are they going to like have me like give me a power? Are they going to ask me to do something in like isolation, like a question about something? And then obviously I was just supposed to sit in the chair and I, I walked right past the seven foot golden chair, which uh, just shows how fast my mind was going. But yeah, definitely craziness. Yeah, that was crazy. So yeah, so you get that and then they tell you that you have to choose three people to um, to also become the backstage, whatever, the VIPs. Yeah. Uh, looking back now, would you have chosen three different people or would you still have chosen the three people that you chose after you, you know, know, having experience and everything? I truly didn't know what I was going to do. And I was freaking out because I was like, yo, I was like, I'm going to have to hand select, like pick you, you and you. And I was like, that's going to look really bad, you know, because it's like it's anytime you because that's when you start picking off like first impressions, looks, appearances, which, you know, I like to get to get to know somebody first before I make any type of important decision, especially like that kid that that could, you know, tremendously impact my game. And thank God I had no idea. I said, hey, Julie. I was like, I have to make that decision now. And she was like, well, you have a quick little TV timeout, basically. And that's when the thing popped into my head of, okay, let me take the bottom three from the competitions, which I felt like was smart. So, and it was tough because the porta potty station where I was standing in the backyard and how tall the, the, the uh, porta potties were, I truly couldn't even see those five, six people. So it was kind of crazy. So I really could only see the faces. It was kind of looking around at the jewelry station and the hangman station was probably where I had the best look. Um, but like who got splashed first, I think it was Paloma in the, uh, pool party station. I didn't even know that I had to say when I got up there, I was like, okay, whoever got splashed, I don't know, boy, girl, alien, like whatever. I had no idea. It could have been a puppy that got splashed. I had no idea. Um, so I told them, I was like, Hey, whoever got splashed. And then, <clears throat> so my reasoning for the jewelry station, I think who was in there was So I told the people that made it to the almost, if you won it, you won the HOH thing. So the people on stage. So Turner almost won HOH. So I told him and Monty, hey, I'm, I know for a fact I'm not going to pick you guys because you guys did a good job in the competition. You shouldn't get faulted for doing a good job. So it was that. I walked in the house with Terrence. So my only two selections were um, Taylor or Brittany. And then the only two first impressions I had of them was when I first wa walked up past the golden chair, I tried to explain this on Twitter and got killed. Um, but Taylor, I heard Taylor was like, She's like, Pooch, 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 you missed the chair. Like, you missed the chair. And she was the first person who helped me, caught my attention to come back around for the chair. But the real thing I, I picked up about that, obviously, she has confidence. She doesn't, like, she doesn't mind speaking, which has nothing wrong with that. But I could just tell right away she had a little bit bigger of a personality because I didn't even know Brittany was in the backyard. She was so quiet, you know. Um, so it was something where I just, obviously, you want to pick somebody who's, you know, just... A, I look we really keep to himself not as you know confident or in a sense that Brittany's a confident woman. I just couldn't tell that right off the bat. So with those two quick instances, uh, because there really was no last last choice, I couldn't pick Turner because he did well. Terrence I walked in the house with, so I didn't want to do that to him. I explained that. And uh, you know, I ended up picking with Taylor. And then Alyssa. Alyssa was pissed. Alyssa was the one that when I picked her, her eyes, I gave that shirt, she pierced through my freaking soul. I knew I probably wouldn't be on good terms with her. I definitely fixed that relation throughout the game, uh, but didn't start out in her strong side. But you know what? I was happy with my decisions. I'm just pissed that it was three girls. I know that definitely hurt me. That never helped because right away, you know, that definitely put us on different sides of the house. 
Um, so I was just pissed it ended up being three different girls. You know, maybe the one change I would have made was picking Terrence over Brittany, maybe, but I don't know, man. I, either way, I don't think that was my downfall in the game. I think a cu- couple other bad decisions were, but it definitely didn't, uh, you know, help my game. Yeah, it's also it's also kind of unlucky for you because this is one of the only seasons where an all-girl alliance actually got together and started making moves. So it kind of, <laughs> although that might not have been what they were thinking about when they had you in mind, that that probably didn't help you either, you know? So absolutely unlucky, unlucky draw of the, of, the, of the straw, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, uh, and that's why I really do think, I believe the first couple HOHs are so important, you know, because if the guys won the first couple, you know, I tried to start the all-guys oasis, it didn't pan out. You know, if we won one or two HOHs right off the bat, I really think the Oasis could still be there and be strong right now. But obviously, you know, didn't didn't work out that way. Yeah. Well, so that week, that first week, a lot of crazy things happened. Um, one of which being that before eviction night, Paloma unfortunately did have to leave for personal reasons. Yeah. And totally could tell from like everyone's reactions, you guys really cared about her and wanted like whatever was best for her. But since she was one of the backstage VIPs that you had picked, how did you feel about her leaving? Like, did you think like, oh, like, how is this going to affect me now? Because I'm the backstage boss and she's one of the people I picked. Yeah. So at first I was kind of obviously we all just wanted to make sure Palomo is OK. Um, the thing that's crazy and I try to explain is that before we even go into the house, we're put in sequester in a hotel room for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, you get an hour a day, you leave a couple hours. You're in the hotel. My feet did not leave that hotel. It left the one time to go do media at CBS. And besides that hour to do media, I was in a hotel room for friggin'. And you know what? It was a lot and it was tough, but you're so excited about going on the show that it doesn't bother you too much, but it definitely, you know, affects your, you know, where you're at mentally. And then you go into the house. So by the time you go into the house, the week one of the house with the uh, two weeks in the hotel with no phone, no TV, no communication to the outside world, that's already three weeks where you're basically, you know, locked up. So it's definitely cra- crazy. I wanted to make sure Paloma was okay. Um, I've spoken to Paloma and Amir. They're both doing great. You know, both lovely young ladies are doing amazing. Um, but yeah, it was something where obviously after that, I was kind of hoping, or what I was really hoping they would do is, I really felt that they should have kept things the same because it just, you know, it, it was unfortunate that it happened, but why change the whole game over a situation? You know, they were still nominees on the block when the backstage uh, boss, you know, uh, whatever was going to be special ability or uh, surprise. So I think they should have kept things the same. What I thought they were really going to do was uh, take away a double eviction uh, later in the year, but I should have realized the double evictions are so exciting that, you know, it wouldn't have made sense for them to do that. Everybody loves them. I love a double eviction because it could literally spin the house upside down in you know, the matter of an hour or two hours. Um, so it was something where, yes, obviously everybody was trying to think about it, um, you know, at the end of the day, I felt I was safe, so I wasn't too worried, you know, whatever happened, kind of, I would have just tried to pick it up from there and do damage control, whoever went house, if it was one of the backstage, uh, backstage three of the girls, and it was obviously Paloma left, so if it was Brittany and Alyssa, if one of them went home, I would have tried to do damage control with whoever they were friendly with in the house. Um, but yeah, obviously, I was worried about it, it wasn't ideal, I wish I went in with, without a special power, because I feel like, uh, my social game would have been strong enough to keep me safe that week one anyway. Um, so it really, uh, you know, backfired a little bit. But I appreciate CBS. Uh, you know, I don't know if they picked me or how I was selected, but yeah, I don't know. It yeah, happens, I, I, guess. Too. Yeah. I didn't know if it was just, I mean, I'm sure they, they're saying it's random, but I was wondering how they actually made that go out. But yeah, it made, it made TV sense. is never random. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's, I, um, 
I knew that it wasn't obviously it made sense with somebody in the final group, which if you go into the big brother house, you never want to be in the final group. You know, it always, you all want to go in right from the jump because you start making connections with people, even if you don't really speak, smile, smirks, you know, uh, body characteristics. It's just something where, you know, you make the game starts right away. So when you're the last group to walk into the house, you feel like you're 20, 25 minutes late and you truly are. Um, so I, I don't think, I think that was definitely planned, but, you know, with me, I think there was a lot of, you know, interesting people, strong personalities in that last group to walk in the house. So if they gave it to any, I don't know if they handpicked me, but like, it wasn't like you actually scanned the card. So you just put your card in and whatever popped up. So, you know, they definitely, uh, I don't know how it worked out, but it worked out. It was lucky number 11. Uh, so I don't know if we ended up being too lucky, but that's why I grabbed it. So, yeah. So then the next week starts and you decide to go and um, say that you want to go up as a pawn to get out Taylor. And I was just kind of wondering, I know you said that uh, you mentioned Dr. Will and some of your confessionals about how he would yeah. afraid going on the block, which is very true. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to know, like, what was your like angle strategy with that? Did you really think that if you went up as a pawn, you kind of would show loyalty and that you weren't afraid of being on the blocks so that you should be feared or what was kind of your mindset with that decision? Yeah, so the best way I could describe my decision was obviously I've watched the game. I know pawns go home. I truly do. It. I was one of the. Uh, I don't know how many the exact number, but I wasn't a recruit. So I applied for the show. I was a fan. Did everything. Kind of started the process on my own. Then you learn. You start talking to people. You learn that a bunch of the house guests weren't recruits, which is nothing wrong with. They obviously are better than me because they're still in the house and I'm sitting here. Um, but I truly didn't think they knew the whole aura or mantra of pawns go home. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I could start building my resume because I was like, if I get later in the game, there's a lot of likable people in this house, a lot of likable personalities. It's going to be hard to friggin' win. I talked to Kyle's mom has been awesome. We've been back and forth on the phone, texting. She's amazing. And I even said to Kyle's mom, I said, I said, Mama Jay, I said, I would not want to sit next to your son in the final two. He's a very likable dude. He's a good dude. He's honest. I was like, I probably would lose that one. And she said, yeah, that makes sense. I understand that because at the end of the day, it's a game. Um, so it was something where I was trying to build my resume from, you know, week one. And I thought it was something where I was like, you know what, let me make this an easy HOH because I started the Oasis with the All Guys Alliance. And once a girl won, I didn't want them to even think about putting two guys up. So I was trying to, you know, keep it, keep the, when the block was hot and, you know, the topic of conversation on the block was Taylor. I know in the best way I try, people get so mad when I've been saying this, but, you know, Taylor's a competitor. She's a strength competitor. So am I. I'm a football coach. We train to compete. We're trained to win. And more importantly, we're trained not to lose. You know, when she she's a professional, you know, uh, model with, with pageants and, you know, she wants to win, win, win. I football coach. I want to win, win, win. Um, so it's something I saw that right off the bat, you know, and I knew obviously working with all the guys at some point, you know, we she'd have to be crossed off the list. And I truly felt the, the strongest ladies in that house were, um, uh, Taylor, Amira, and Nicole, which they're all, oh, well, the two of them about to be out of the house now, Amira and Nicole, because um, there's certain people you can't sway. And once you figure out there's a mind in the game that you can't sway, you know, it's very tough because you either want to keep people you're aligned to or people you feel like you can pull at when you really need to. Um, but I really thought those three people, I mean, oh, those three ladies were so intelligent. They would be very, you know, tough to try and pull when I needed them. Um, so I felt, you know, let's keep it, if we don't get Taylor now, she's going to be such a good player where she's going to be an asset to somebody. And if it's not going to be me, and I didn't know at the time, you know, and seeing the leftovers now, I definitely think I could have been a part of that. 
But, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I felt like she, if we gave her a week or two, which obviously it's it, it literally what ended up happening, where now she put herself in a very good spot in the game. So I thought, you know what, let's try and I put her back on the block. Let's get her out. And then we can start going from there after that, really draw lines down the house. But, I mean, I knew whoever they kept in the house week one, Mia Taylor, we would have caused chaos for the entire house. And that's really what Taylor's doing right now. And she's putting a lot of people's game, uh, you know, in trouble. So she's killing it. Yeah, I, a lot of times a big brother, there's always that person who gets put on the block, you know, every week because it's just like an easy out. But I feel like people never want to take that person and add them in because it's like they're shunned almost, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad this season there there is an alliance that realizes, oh, we can use this person as a free agent because they've already been shunned by half the house. So this, this will be easy. That's what they did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's And I explained in my DRs, I don't even think they showed all of it. Um. I explained that the girls, girls, they did half of the plan. Getting me out of the house was amazing. But I would explain in my DR, I said, hey, if the girls aren't considering getting me out of the house and then taking Taylor and adding them, I was like, they could gain two numbers because I'm out of the house. So the guys are in trouble. They gained Taylor. Um, but, you know, I kind of felt safe in the house because I really didn't think the girls were going to put their personal differences aside. And they did enough to get me out. But I don't think they did enough to start working with Taylor. So it was something where the guys actually did that. And then Michael and Taylor, who were kind of on the outside of the girls' girls, uh, jumped ship fully too. And the girls were in such a good spot in the game. And it's something where Turner, my boy, his HOH really screwed them up, obviously get, making sure he got a mirror out, which I love a mirror. Uh, but that was such a good gameplay by Turner. And then forming the leftovers were, was amazing by everybody in that, in that alliance, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's been crazy so far. This has definitely been one of the best. I think this has been one of the best seasons of Big Brother since at least five years. I think. Um, I've been saying that. I truly think it's like because a lot of seasons it starts very slow, three, four, five weeks, and things start happening. I mean, I, I'm obviously besides Paloma because she had to you know self evict for you know personal reasons. I think for me and Amir to be two house guests to get kicked, and I'm not like oh I'm such a great player, but I knew if I was in the game a little bit longer, I feel like I would have made a lot of noise and in a good way. And I feel like the same way with Amir, where we would have been threats down the line and the fact that we both got backdoored right off the bat. And, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers, but for those who know, it looks like somebody else will be getting backdoored too uh, come Thursday. So the start to week with three backdoors, it, it, I love it because it means people are playing the game, right? It means people, you know, they're invested. They're not there to just kind of float through and get through the game. I love Big Brother. At the end of the day, the one thing people ask me, why do I miss being in the house? I miss playing the game. I, I'm over. I'm with my mom, dad. I'm, I'm like, yo, you want to form an alliance? They're like, dude, relax. You're not in the house anymore, dude. They're like, you're fine. Like, but uh, yeah, I man, I just, I love the game. And that's why I wasn't mad when people ask me 12 votes to zero. I get it. You you got to vote with the house. You know, I think from what I heard and watched, it was more like I probably had a solid four, maybe five, but they just couldn't get that six, seven I needed and couldn't, couldn't convince anybody. So once you're not, you know, once you're on the different side of the house, you got to uh, jump ship once you knew you can't make the decision you want to make and get on with the house or you'll be in trouble. Yeah, for sure. That's, that was kind of leading my, my next question, which was mm -hmm. how did you, because, you know, whenever you're watching the show, you're always trying to guess like how the person getting evicted really feels. A lot of times they're like, if they're, blind, <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, yeah, I could see it coming. It was no big deal. And sometimes, you know, they're actually blindsided. I think for you, it looked like you were you were legit blindsided. No, truly, truly blindsided. Oh, for yeah, sure. Is. I got. I, yeah, I got served the blindside brother beans, you know, big <laughs> scoopful. Um, I had no idea. People were trying to say that because I was dressed up. I, I had an idea. The only reason I was dressed up is because I'm such a big fan that 
I said, hey, if this is my one chance to meet Julie Chen, you know, evicted out of the house, I'm not going to do it in gym shorts and a tank top because they said we had a uh, kind of an endurance comp after. So everybody got changed. And I was like, hey, I was like, it's easier for a guy to get changed. So I understand why Taylor didn't. And obviously she felt pretty safe. I'm sure that was part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was something where I was like, hey, I, I have my clothes. That's why after I got evicted, I grabbed my clothes because I was like, I can just leave them. But I like the shorts and the tank top. So I went and grabbed them. And that's why I ran out the door and grabbed my bag. Um, but yeah, it was something I was truly shocked because once I heard 12 votes to zero, I was like, okay, your boy's good. I was like, Pooch is good. <laughs> I was like, I know I at least had Turner. I at least had Joe. So I was like, I'm cool. And then she said, Pooch is a victim. And I was like, damn, Julie, your boy really just got blindsided. So you see my base. I'm sitting there and I'm sitting and I'm kind of like, it's like half smile, but it was more of like, I'm nervous, but also like, this is so cool. I'm sitting on the block of Big Brother. Julie Chen's about to either serve my ass home or about to tell me I'm safe. So I'm sitting for another week or sitting there for a couple of seconds. And then the face, obviously, once she says, Pooch, you're evicted by 12, I was just, because, you know, in a sense, in a sense, my dream was, you know, crash ruined. You know, it's it's not easy to get on the show. It's, even though, you know, I did it my first time, not saying I'm better than anybody else, but I know the process and it is a difficult process. You got to put a lot of your life on pause, a lot of your responsibilities. And it, it really was a lot. And I truly think, I truly believe that I didn't know or nobody would tell me uh, right before I got evicted is because nobody, we all know how hard it was and nobody really wanted to be the one to crush my dreams of being, you know, the real first person evicted because Paloma obviously self evicted. And then I was the first person to get voted out. So the first kind of real one in the sense to get my ass served. Um, so I think everybody really just didn't want to be the one. And it makes sense now because right before the voting started, I saw Turner in the kitchen and Joseph walked over and gave like a little quick, like whisper comment. And I was like, ah, that's weird. So I walk over the turn. I was like, what was that about? And I'm sure they were saying, dude, do we throw Pooch's votes or do we, do we go with the house? And that's where Turner said to me, and it makes so much sense now because he didn't want to lie to me. And I knew it. He said, he, he said, Joe asked me what I was going to do. And he knows what I'm going to do. I told him, um, which was, you know, I think that conversation, conversation was, you know, a Pooch is our boy. But at the end of the day, we have to be with the house right now and side with the house, which I totally get. You know, it's I think people I know were going to be shocked how I reacted because I have a big personality. There's no doubt about it. It's very hard for me to hide my emotions. But I also have so much respect for the game. It's just like when I'm coaching a football game, if I got my ass beat 50 nothing, you know, I'm not going to cry. And want, I mean, they they got me, you know, they got me. They got my team. I got to do a better job preparing, you know, being a professional. Uh, so it was something where, you know, I definitely respected, um, you know, I love every house guest and kind of that's how I feel about it for sure. Yes. Actually, I wanted to ask you a question. I just thought of, uh, I'm guessing, you know, about, you know, Dan Giesling. Yes. So I know Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. So no, actually, yeah, no, coach, go, 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 go. I know, that, I know he's also a football coach. And so I was wondering, did you ever think about like not saying your profession and, and the fear that people might associate Dan being yeah. a coach and then you being a coach too, or is that, did that never really cross your mind? It, yes, it did. I actually thought about it because in, uh, and it would have fit my personality a little bit more in college for a little bit before I started coaching. I did like a, uh, uh, worked for an entertainment company dancing as like a hype man to like sweet 16s weddings where like I worked right under the MC and basically had people out of their chairs dancing, making sure they were having a good time. So, and CBS loved that. They kept asking me about it. So I thought, I was like, you know what? I could go in and talk about it. But the problem is it was so long ago and I worked a lot of bar mitzvahs. And I was nervous that if anybody started asking me about the bar mitzvahs, 
it's been so long. I really don't remember all the different processes of it because there's different ceremonies, presentations. So I would, I was too nervous. I would get caught up and it, I really love football. I mean, I'm a passionate person. You know, I talk about what I love and it's something where I knew it would sneak out in a way. And I also felt like, it's not like I was trying to hide. I was a rocket scientist, you know, I'm a football coach and it's something where, uh, you know, I don't think too many people knew about Dan. Obviously, there's a lot of fans of the show, but I honestly, if you ask from the house gift, I don't even know if they would have known that Dan was a football coach, honestly, because they, they kept talking about Dan's, you know, funeral, which and how good he was on Big Brother. But it, I never came up that he was a football coach in conversation when the house guests would speak about Dan. So, yes, I thought about it. Um, I wasn't too nervous. I thought it was more something that would rub people the wrong way would be my personality. And I don't think it did, but people were nervous because they were like, hey, we love Pooch right now. He's super funny. But I heard and saw conversations, they're like, we love him now, but we're very nervous because he's a bigger personality that he'll rub people the wrong way, which is tough because, you know, I do think I know when to draw the line and I, you know, I try not to cross it. And it's something where my personal life, you know, I love being the class clown. It's in my heart. It's something where, you know, it just, I love to make people laugh. I enjoy it. But at the same time, it hurts me in a sense because when I try and sit down and have that serious conversation, I could shut it off. Like, okay, funny pooch is done. Time to sit down, serious conversation. But I think in people's mind, they still think they're talking to funny pooch. Um, so it definitely hurts me a little bit because obviously at times I want to be taken seriously. And I think that hurt me a little bit in this game too. But if that's my fault, man, that's just who I am and it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you seem like you're a really strategic player and you came in with a really strong, like, mindset and game plan. So this, like, blindside of fiction really did throw off what seems like a really well-planned out game that you had. So let's just say a little what if (laughs) you had won the HOH competition instead of Jasmine. Did you have, like, a plan in place for that? Like, did you have initial targets you wanted to get out? Or, like, how would you have gone about an HOH week? Yeah, so... And my plan, and it sounds so dumb now, but I would have, I think, I, I don't know what, but I would have, you know, made sure to do, obviously, my background check about what happened about, like, say the, spo- the, the votes were split, okay, and I ended up staying, but I half the house was against me. I would have tried to figure out who that was, what about, about it that way, but and I told, I apologize to Joseph, obviously, he's still in the house, but I thought it could have potentially been him, because me and Joseph didn't talk a bunch of game, like, we were just bros being bros, guys being guys, you know, so it was something where, we talked a little bit of game, but not a ton. And he wasn't totally on the side of the other side of the house, but other people I think were trying to warn him without trying to warn him. And then he tried to warn me and he'd be like, yo, Pooch, you're going to go chill out a little bit, like tone it down. And I'm like, tone it down. I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? I was like, this is, this is as toned down as it gets. Like there's not much, I'm, much else I could not do. Um, so I was getting frustrated with him, but my plan I think initially would have been to put, because I, if it worked out, it would have been to put up Joseph and Indy, right? Because it, it would have broken up the aspect of, uh, okay, Joseph and uh, Joseph and Pooch are on as close as they say they are. And I would have said to the girls, like, hey, I put up one girl, I put up one boy. Like, I'm done with everybody saying it's like genders, boy versus girls. I put up one, one, you know, Joseph is a physical threat. He's my target. But that wouldn't have been the case. It would have been Indy, you know, and hopefully that would have bought us one more week. And then the lines would have been crossed. But it would have been one more where we would have really had numbers. Um, if Taylor was gone and then Indy was gone, I think the Oasis would have been in a good spot. And if it was something where Taylor ended up staying and I was still in the house, just like the leftovers, you know, did a great job starting to work with her. I would have loved to have done that. I think it re- was really smart. And key, a key, uh, you know, decision in the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
And then, uh, so this last week we saw the leftovers form, but uh, how'd you make you feel whenever we, you saw the guys get together and basically form a alliance to, to avenge your eviction, basically? <laughs> like, you feel? Yeah, man, I love that. The pound, I showed out the pound. They were like, oh boy, Pooch ran away. <laughs> that was hysterical. I, dude, I really love all them. I really do. Everybody in the house, especially that little group, uh, Monty, Turner, uh, Kyle, Joseph, um, we all really clicked right away. And it was something where, I really think they wanted to have my back, but they also knew where half the house was against it. And they, they knew at some point I would be a threat in the game. Um, so I think they knew they were like, Hey, why not? Let's do it. You know, we'll miss our boy, but at the end of the day, we'll see him after the show. Uh, but that's been awesome. You know, seeing that stuff, especially Turner, like Turner made a great decision being able to get out of mirror. You know, he did really uh, detective work to figure out who started, you know, the whole get pooch out. And it really was a mirror. I love a mirror. We've been texting back and forth. Um, me, Amir Palom, I have a group chat. We named it, if you suck at BB, you're in this group chat. And as people get evicted, we'll add everybody else. And then once people that are actually had did good on the season, we'll have to come up with another name. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, they had a really good alliance. I really do appreciate them, you know, thinking about me. I really do. Yeah, yeah for real. Okay, so talk about the leftovers forming and how it was because you were evicted, basically. So then I wanted to ask you about um, the plan to blindside Amira. Mm. How did you react to that when you were watching from home? Did you think that was like really cool? Did you think that was crazy? What did you think? It was definitely crazy, but it was a great gameplay move. You know, the fact that cause the easy thing would have been to let's put up Taylor again. And I was hoping that didn't happen. You know, that would have just, you know, it, it wouldn't have been good for the season. It would have been good for Taylor. Just I don't think it would have been good for the house. So the fact that Turner was able to, you know, really dig deep and figure out, okay, what was going on? Who really switched or, you know, flipped on Pooch? Because it wasn't Taylor. Taylor was sitting on the block with me. You know, anything she had to do was to protect herself, 100%, uh, you know, understand. So the fact that, you know, because I think other people would be like, oh, it's, it was Taylor. But that would have made no sense. So the fact that he was able to, you know, get Amir out, you know, I thought that was a great gameplay. You know, I, I love Amir. Me and Amir have been texting back and forth. She's a super in intelligent, super classy young woman, man. Really love her. Um, but yeah, I thought it was super smart them getting her out of the game, you know, because if not, um, if they made it, another guy went home or Taylor went home, the girls would have been even, you know, propelling themselves even higher. Yeah, I mean, Amir was like one of the ones I was thinking could win the whole game. So and we kept saying that, you know, down the line, they're going to wish they got her out sooner because she's one of those players who I think if they get really far, will definitely win. So it was pretty crazy whenever they actually decided to try to blindside her. It was a good move. Um so then how, how did you how did you react to the whole new twist with the Fessy Bessie? Who do you think you would want to be your Fessy Bessie? Yeah, so I've been going on like TikTok and IG Live and people have been asking me this. And I really was like, I didn't know at first because like, okay, do I pick my boy Turner? Probably not because people see this as a pair. It's super easy for someone to put break up a pair. Probably wouldn't have made sense. I was like, Monty and Joseph, two physical threats, potentially could help my game. But once again, it's tough because you're up to you know, two two physical threats that, you know, next to each other, why not get one of them out? So I was really thinking now, maybe Michael would have been my decision because me and Michael were somebody where we were friendly, but it's not like we were hanging out, bullshitting all day. So, you know, me and Michael got along enough where I think we could have worked well, um, but nobody would have put us up together and be like, oh, we're breaking up this per this uh, pair. You know, and obviously Michael's a beast at competitions. He beat my ass twice. Um, so I think that now if I had the opportunity and I got out, I would have picked uh, Michael if he was available for sure. Yeah. What do you think about the twist? Like, are you a fan of it or do you think it's like really? Like, um, 
I think it's different. You know, I don't mind it. I think it's cool for the game. I think they'll have to end it sooner rather than later because I feel like it protects too many people, you know, in certain situations. But it also makes it harder for the game because you've got to make more decisions, really cross lines, draw lines in the sand. Like uh, Terrence made a great decision when Amir went home to jump. Okay, who should I pick? Let me. Okay, we have an HOH competition. Let me pick two of the strongest physical threats in the house, Joseph and Monty. And obviously, it played, it played off for him. Um, so I don't know now if they're going to add a fourth and if Taylor, or what, how that's going to work. But I think the, the twist will have to end sooner rather than later. But if they do it for, you know, if it lasts for two, three weeks, I think it was cool. It was interesting, something different. Um, I feel like they've done a great job of kind of changing the game up this year. Like all the competitions, you know, you, I'm a big fan. I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting ready for this, this, and this. There hasn't been a competition yet. But I was really like, okay, I expected that one coming. Um, so especially that friggin' mermaid challenge, which I'll never forget to the day I die. That was um, so funny. Oh, uh, you have no idea. Makes me, that's the one thing that gets me frustrated thinking about the mermaid challenge. Cause I got like seven, seven or eight balls back and forth. So if it was like a race, like, okay, go back and forth. How many balls can you bring back? I could have done it in my sleep, but for whatever reason, cause I kept knocking the little pebbles around the holes. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, I watched on my, and, uh, because obviously when you're doing something like that, you're going so fast, not even thinking. So I finally watched it on TV like a week ago, a couple of days, and you're watching it. And I didn't even realize how close my frigging balls were. And yeah. it's something where the whole time I was rooting like Taylor, oh, please, Taylor, don't win, don't win, don't win. Because that would have helped my game keep us both on the block. But the best case scenario that could have happened was if Taylor won, um, Taylor would have came down. I heard they were, pro- they were speaking about putting up Joseph, which would have been bad long term. But if it's to help me stay another week, I would have been like, if they explain that to me, like, hey, Pooch, you know, we're going to keep you, but we're going to put up Joseph to get out of physical threat. I would have played nice guy, like, oh, okay, thank you for saving me. But that next week, I would have been causing chaos. Like, yo, you get you went after my boy Joseph. Like, now I'm uh, – so it worked out for everybody, I think. Uh, but, yeah, that mermaid competition. Uh, every time I see a body of water, pool. Uh, swimming pool friggin lake man i think about the friggin mermaid competition i swear yeah uh-huh. living in florida will forever remind you of oh absolutely <laughs> for sure absolutely that oh. uh, craziness pure craziness yeah so like you've mentioned there's so many strong players this season who do you think right now is the biggest threat in the house and who do you think is playing a really quiet game that will later become a key player yeah so i and it was i really thought kyle was in a great spot about 24 hours ago 48. Um, I still think he's in an okay spot, uh, but I think if somebody will eventually see him in that duo with Alyssa now forming, because I know, like knowing Kyle and talking, are you really gonna say you know him? You only know him for two weeks. But knowing him, you know, and then talking to his mom, he he's a strong lover. Not saying he's gonna fall in love with Alyssa, but you know, when he's interested in somebody, he's very interested. So I hope that doesn't affect his game. He's super intelligent, so I don't think it will. But you know, I definitely think like. I think Alyssa going this week probably would have helped him more long-term than it would if somebody else goes. Um, but, yeah, I really thought Kyle's in a good situation. Things kind of change up now. I think Joe is doing a great thing. You know, him kind of teaming up with Taylor, you know, starting to form the alliance I think is really good. So I think Joe and Taylor are in a good spot. Um, but the thing with Joe and Monty is they're both so physically, you know, yeah. jacked and threats that at some point somebody's going to be like, we have to get them out. It just depends. Who's going to take the shot? Because you know people at like Joe and Monty, they're never going to go home week one or two because nobody's going to take the shot that early. And that's part of it, too. I felt like I was kind of in Kyle, too. Even Kyle, man, he's a physical threat, too. So I felt like I was in that bottom tier of guys where it's like, 
I'm a physical threat, maybe, but I'm not in the top of the list. So if somebody's going to take a shot, it's probably going to be at me first. So that's also why I try to get on people's good graces and do the whole pawn thing. Um, but, you know, I feel like a lot of the guys are in a good spot. Taylor's in a good spot. Um, you know, I feel like there's some people that are not in, you know, I feel like Daniel's in a tough spot right now. Nicole's in a tough spot. Uh, you know, they're kind of in the doghouse of everybody. Um, Jasmine's in a bad spot right now. So, which kind of leaves Indy and Alyssa alone. So, I really feel like the leftovers are in a good spot. Brittany will be the one person that's playing like a a low-key game in the sense where if you asked me week one, I was like, yeah, Brittany's like not in a good spot right now. doesn't have too many close relationships. Um, super nice, sweet girl, sweet woman. Uh, but it was something where she's, you know, playing playing the game hard now. And she was a little bit week one. It's just for whatever reason, I don't think things were falling her way. Um, but, you know, she's absolutely, I've been killing it now quietly. Uh, my boy, Sweet T, Terrence, uh, he's a beast, but I just, and I, he is such a good, genuine guy. You know what I mean? Such, I, if I could be a father figure like him one day, I would love that. Um, but I just don't know if he'll win the competitions when he needs to. Um, but you never know, people, there's been more crazy things. So I truly say, and I've been answering all the, everybody that's been asking me these questions like this, I think it's anybody's game right now. I think the next two, three HOHs are going to be critical, you know, because there's still a couple more people that, you kind of pick and choose that aren't outsiders, but, you know, kind of outs of the alliance or, you know, the people I said that are kind of in the doghouse of the house. Um, so it's something where maybe not this week, next week, but the two, three weeks after, man, those HOHs are going to be critical for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of funny because everyone kind of thinks of like, you know, the big Jack guys, like the biggest threats in the house. But as we've seen this season, Michael's the one who's won the most competitions and he's one of the skinniest guys in the whole house. So it's like, yeah, it's always, sure. people always have in their mind that those guys are the big threats, but a lot of times it's not the people you don't necessarily Expect. think of. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's an interesting question I want to ask you yeah. from your time in the house, who do you think is the best liar in the house right now? Ooh, ooh, ooh good question. Good question. Well, I really not liar, but in the sense of like, Taylor did a great job of playing it. Like she, she played me like she was out for the cow. You know, she was playing. She was hanging out by herself. Like, and she had the votes, obviously. Like, it was getting to a point. So, she, for the fact that she still was, like, kind of, you know, be, pretending like she's very disappointed. Um, you know, I was like, I it made me feel good. Because, like, damn, she feels so I feel a little bit better about myself or about staying in the house. Uh, so, Taylor did a great job, man. That's what I'm saying. Taylor is... And people like from everything, the way she carries herself, the way she presents herself, the way she thinks. Taylor's so intelligent. She's going to be threatening the game, which she has been. So Taylor. Oh, no. So Taylor, everything, the way she, you know, carries herself, you know, plays social games. She's a beast. You know, she did a great job. I had no idea she was going home. Uh, Kyle, I was saying, I think I trusted too much where I don't think he's a good liar. Because now I remember the conversations I had with liar because when I first, I knew I was sinking when it was Wednesday night and I was talking to Alyssa. And this is when the, Alyssa's not a good liar. She let this slip, which almost didn't give me a second chance, but at least let me know I should be very worried. Um, I was talking to Alyssa because I know she's a little bit more of an a, a emotional person, which isn't wrong, but I felt like I could use that to pry things out. So I was like, Alyssa, you know I got your friggin' back. I was like, what's going on? I feel like there's people scrambling around my house and like behind my back. I was like, what is going on? And she was like, uh, She's like, yeah, like people just been hearing about all guys alliance, which I like that makes sense if they we hang out a lot. I get that. But then she dropped the bomb. She said, yeah, whoever like made the Oasis, that was a dumb move. And I'm like, the Oasis, I was like, how do you know that? Like, you should not know that. If you know that, I was like, I'm in trouble because it means all the girls know it. And then the two guys turned to Michael 
they probably found out about it and they're pissed that I didn't include them in it. So I was like, no, this is, and that's when I knew I was probably done for, or at least I was like, I will be shocked in a sense where if this didn't, if this wasn't as bad as I thought it was, which it was as bad, everybody knew about it, found out. But like, I went to, when I first, after that conversation, I went to eat everybody in the group individually, Monty, uh, Kyle, Turner, uh, and Daniel, who was kind of like the one man in the alliance, but in and out. Um, but I was like, yo, I was like, Kyle, did you tell Alyssa? And he was like, no, bro, I would, like, I would never do that. Who would do that? And now I'm thinking about his facial expressions. And he was not a good liar. I just invest so much trust in certain people. Uh, but obviously, I got to work on figuring out who's a good liar or not. Because I thought Joseph was the one screwing me. And he was my freaking boy. So I'm just, yeah. I guess, dumb for thinking that. Um, but yeah, definitely, Alyssa's the worst liar. And then maybe Taylor or... You know, some of the guys are the best. Amira. Amira is pretty good lie because Amira is like a robot. I love Amira, yeah. but she does not show emotion. When I would speak to Amira, I was like, I don't know if you love me, hate me, despise me, think I'm hysterical. I was like, I have no idea. Um, until obviously we, when we were talking nod game stuff and like everybody would have a blast. But when I, right before we did the votes, I went to Amira. I was like, yo, you know, I got you this week. Because I did. I felt like me and Amira, she was a threat in the game. I would have had to have taken care of her sooner rather than later, but I felt like keep, you know, keep your enemies close or keep your friends close for your enemies closer. I felt like that with Amira. And I was like, Amira, I got you. I got you. And it makes sense. She goes, I know, Pooch, I know. But she didn't say I'd keep your ass safe. Um, so it was something where was, everybody lied to my face. So they're all good liars in my book because I got both 12 votes to zero. So obviously I just can't, I trust too many people. Uh, so I'll try and fix that. But yep. <laughs> that's why i wanted to ask you because you literally got lied to by every yeah. single person so yeah. that's what i'm saying everybody they all did a good job in a sense where i guess they felt me feel sad i looked nicole in the eye i said nicole i got you like we'll be which at least for because there was only one or two targets i had you know planned for the next week so i was trying to promise everybody else safety besides those two people you know that I was going to travel after um so it was something where they were all pretty good i, I guess I, I don't know i should i should have just been smarter maybe i don't know make sure both well, I mean, it seems like it because this last episode we saw them, they were all lying to the whole other side of the house this whole week yeah. and nobody saw it coming. So. Yeah, that, that makes There's a lot of good actors. I'm telling you, a lot, I give them a lot more credit. A lot of them were a lot more, you know, I definitely underestimated them taking big shots and, you know, kind of being badass and drawing that line because they definitely did it, if not my week after, the week after um, with Amira. So it's definitely, that's why I'm so excited about the season because there's a lot of strong players. People aren't afraid to make big moves. I think it's, it's a really good season. I'm not just saying that because I'm on it. Obviously, my ass has been home for about a week and a half, two weeks tomorrow. A happy two-week eviction to me, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's been a really good season. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this season a lot. And we always like to try to, like, predict, like, at the beginning, like, oh, who's going to win just from, like, the very first few. Yep. So I know you have your thoughts on like who's in good spaces and who's not, but if you had to predict like right now, like lock it in, like who do you think today is- from right now, everything I've seen? Yes. Like who do you think is going to win the prize money? God, it's so, I'm so interested to see. I will go. And this is not, I'm trying to go zero bias. I'm trying to lock off all the bias, personal bias, who I want to win. I I could see Monty. I could see it. You know, I think it's still tough because but if he gets carried and or like not carried, but if he works well enough with a certain group till like five, six, I've seen that man. That man's a legit six three, six four. 
but not just like a big upper body. Like he does not miss a leg day, does not miss a leg day. So when they come and I know a lot of those HOHs, you got to be, or, you know, a lot of them are mental too, but if he gets to a point where he could win one or two of those big endurance competitions and then somebody brings him a little bit closer and then he wins a mental comp, I can see, I know he's going to have a chance to win the game. You know, I think he'll get down to five, six. So he's the best bet, I think, just physically. But there's a lot of good players, man. It's really, and I was, it took so long for me to answer that because I can truly right now make a case for every person why I think they'll have a chance to win. Yeah, we've we've been saying we think Monty. He kind of reminds me of Xavier from. Yes, exactly. I said that from the jump. They're both such good dudes, you know, and when you're that big of a physical threat, when you're a good person, it kind of hides that, makes you like, not think about it as much because if somebody's excuse my language an asshole well, if they're an asshole and a physical threat you know it, it is even more noticeable but if you're a good dude and you're a physical threat it like you let them you almost are like hey i'm gonna keep them around for a little bit and then you keep them around even longer than you expected and then next thing you know they're winning competitions the important competitions and you're in trouble so monty's another guy i would not want to be sitting next to but i would be super happy if you won yeah, yeah for sure i agree with you yeah so I, I've been wanting to ask people this question that have played Big Brother really badly. So if you could carve your own Big Brother Mount Rushmore, okay, and yeah, put yeah. four faces on the Mount Rushmore, who would you put up there from either your uh, people from all different Big Brother seasons, uh, people that you like, people you think are the best players? It can be any criteria you want. Yeah, so I think for my Mount, my, my Mount Rushmore, I would put the four faces. I'm going to do, I think, the best of the best. You know what I mean? I think Dr. Will. I truly think, and I don't think Janelle likes me, you know, which is unfortunate, but Janelle, whether she likes me or not, I do think she's a beast. When it comes to Big Brother, I mean, she was a combi, social beast, a threat. And she, anytime you're a noticeable threat and you still make it to the end, I think that's impressive. I think Dan, I think Dan's a mastermind, you know, so he's definitely in my top three. Um, and then my fourth, that would have to be tough. I would have to go back and look and really – well, not look, but just bring up some faces and kind of make my case, the case to myself why they should be, you know, in that position. Um, you know, maybe his people are going to, because I know they don't love him, but Cody, potentially. I do think Cody, Cody for, you know. He's one of the best players of all time. He really is. I truly think so. I know people, you know, they weren't happy with the all-star season and stuff that went on. And But, you know, from playing the game standpoint, I have no problem putting him in my four. You know, because he played a great game. You know, he went up, he did what he had to do with Derek. And Derek was a role model for him. And it, unfortunately, it was a reason he didn't win the game. But it taught him so much for the All-Star season. Where, you know, I did the podcast with Cody. talked to him. He's a good dude, man. He's a competitor. I have no problem. That's my four right there. Dr. Will, uh, Janine, Easley, and Cody. I have no problem. I get stand by that four any day of the week. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think Cody gets overlooked a lot uh, because it's recent. But he definitely, I mean... It's crazy that his one alliance member went the whole season without getting a uh, put up on the block, and then he did the same thing next season. That's crazy. Exactly. No, it's great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he obviously learned from his part, you know, his duo, um, and obviously took the advice, which is important because you got to be coachable, you know. So he was coachable, took from you know what he saw from his uh, you know kind of mentor and ran away with it. So I got to give him credit. Sure. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So today when we were trying to like come up with these questions, we <clears> wanted to know we a question maybe you've never been asked. Yeah. So we're curious, what does it smell like in the Big Brother house? Because God, there's a lot so, going on. So there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot going on. So honestly, there's not too many bad smells. I would not want to be by Turner's, shop, Turner's bed because he's a mess. It's hysterical. So me, it was me. 
Terrence, Nicole, and Turner in the motorcycle room for the first week. Um, and Turner's, it's weird because Turner's not a clean person, but he doesn't smell either. He just leaves a mess. So it's like his clothes, they started by his bed. Then they started going by everybody else's bed. Next thing you know, they were all over the room. You're like, dude, how do you even pull this off? You know? And I love Turner, but one of my favorite stories, he asked me for chapstick. I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. Gave him a little chapstick. He squeezed on his finger, put it on his mouth, and he had too much on his mouth. So he took it off and wiped it on his bed. And I was like, dude, you are gross. Oh. You are gr-. And we would sit there and just laugh. Um, but it kind of, you know, what I like the outside, and I love the smell of kind of turf because being a football coach. So they do a great job with the artificial gra- grass. I'm probably one of the only people because I'm a friggin' nut with the football stuff and turf. But I definitely love the little smell. It's not bad of turf, but like hot rubber. The backyard gets super yeah. hot. Um, so the backyard smells like a little bit of hot rubber, but not bad. And then in, uh, inside the house kind of depends what room you're in. Uh, but honestly, I've never been in the house to be like, yo, this smells terrible. So it's, it's not a bad smelling house. I promise you that. That's good because we're like, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of like exactly. lights and people are sweating and I don't uh, know. Yep. No, the thing they do a good job at, well, not a good job because I hate the cold, but they keep it like 60 degrees in the house. So you're almost freezing a lot of times. You know what I mean? So oh, they I keep, that. I guess, for the cameras and to make sure they keep the house guests awake. Uh, it's really freaking cold now, too. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, Here's another good one. So let's say you get offered to come back from BB25, right? And you, but you had to pick one player from BB24 to come with you. Who would you pick right now at this moment? So it's tough because I would want to pick because of personal, you know, relationships, you know, so I would love to pick Turner. You know, I would love to probably pick Monty. Um, Those are two, two of my guys. Uh, You know, Kyle, obviously, he's liked by the woman. uh, So maybe Kyle, but it's something where if I had to pick one, maybe Monty, because he's more of a physical threat than me. So it's somebody where I know we'd work together, but people might go after him before he goes after me. Um, But with his social game and how well he plays, I think we'd be fine. Um, And I like hanging around with Monty, too. I really do. Just like I do with a lot of people in my house. And I think people are going to realize, like, especially after the show's over and everybody's out. I know a lot of the big brother cast in the, in the past, they all hang out, this and that. Like, I don't think they realize how close we're going to be. Like, we are freaking, we really like each other. I, I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but I really liked everybody. And it felt like while I was in the house, obviously it was short-lived. Um, but I know there's going to be, a, I'm going to have a lot of good friends coming out of that house. I'm super excited. You know, I, I don't hold anybody, anything against anybody that, especially game-wise. Um, like, I was talking to Amira. Um, and when Amir and Jasmine, they were in the HOH room and they wouldn't let me in, which I would, they were, I saw the clip. They were like, they were like, FFF, it's pooch. They're like, pretend you're sleeping. So I'm knocking on the door and I'm talking to Monty. He's like, yo, just go in. I'm like, dude, like there's girls in there. What if they get changed? Like what if they're sleeping? Like I'm just being, I was being nice. I didn't want to bother anybody. And you know, I'm thinking, oh, they're just sleeping, but no, they're planning my demise. Um, but I said that to Amir. I sent her a text. I said, if I ever try and get in the HOH room, and I ring that doorbell and you friggin' pretend you're sleeping again. I was like, we'll never be friends ever again. She was dying. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a game. It's not to me. They were doing it because of the game, you know. So it's something I laugh about the stuff with everybody. I think it's funny. You know, I think it's it's a game. At the end of the day, I can, you know, cut game in real life and personal, you know, agenda. So I'm really excited to see everybody after the house for sure. Yeah, I bet that's really cool to be able to have, like, friendships like that. Because you guys truly – only know like what you all experience together like every absolutely season is different so yeah there's uh there's obviously there's special bonds you can go through in life with people i feel like that's a very special bond 
And they're like, oh, how can you like somebody in two weeks? We have nothing else to do besides get to know each other. You know what I mean? It's probably, I talk to more of them and, you know, than my roommate or people I live with or, you know, stuff that you really just, all you have to do is get to know each other and learn about different people and their different experiences, their culture, their background, you know, their family. So, and I love that stuff, especially because it's hard to do nowadays with phones. Even now, you know, I mean, the social media stuff's been going crazy where, you know, I'm almost glued to my phone 24-7 because I feel like I got to put that content i'm trying to respond to people i'm trying to do this that which i love doing because i love doing i'm a passionate person i love people but i almost i miss you know being a locked out from the outside world again because that's when i wasn't stressed about social media phones uh bills you know real life issues so in a sense of, i'm still jealous because and i love that you know i'll never complain about you know what's going on i'm blessed i know so many people love to be in this position i'm gonna work my ass off to try and you know steer this in the, in the direction of sports media where I wanted to go for myself. Um, but it's something where, you know, it's definitely a lot, it's a little overwhelming, um, you know, but I love it at the same time. So. Yeah. So we just have one more question and it's yeah. simple. If you had to give advice to somebody who's going into the game, what would your one piece of advice be? My one piece of advice is I think it's so important you find that one rock in the house. You're one person that you, I don't know, however it happens, whether you from first look, first glance, relationship, you need to find that one person who's your rock quickly. Because when you know you have one person that trusts in that house and you know will not lie to you, it's very important. It gives you a sense of comfort, you know, and it's something where I trust that one person, but trust nobody else, you know, and if you could have that one rock that you can come back with information. And at the end of the night, you guys can always talk and see, feel like where you're at in the house and what's going on. But, you know, no matter how good you feel about it with other people, besides you, one rock, don't give up too much information. You know, it's where I heard myself. I trusted a big group of guys. I felt, you know, I really felt like we could have went far in the game. They had a different agenda. A lot of them, that's fine. You know, it's obviously working for a handful of the guys, uh, but it's something where no matter how, because it was something too where I was, you know, I, I said um, when the girls were in the, in the HOH room, when Jasmine won, they were in there a lot, you know, kind of making that their room, which I'm fine with. But I said, uh, I was like to the guy that gave a pep speech, you know, I was like, I was like, the girls think that's their penthouse. Like, wait till we're up there next week. That's going to be our crib, like this and that. And then one of the guys ran back and brought it to the girls. And that just sealed my faith even more. So as much as you trust people, man, don't say anything stupid, you know, that as best as you can. Don't trust too many people. Have your one rock in the house. Find who that is and see what you can do, just like Derek and Cody did. See what you can do to help each other get to the end. Be loyal to that one person, you know, and then everybody else kind of figure out week by week, you know? Yeah, that's good advice. That's good advice. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us for this interview, man. You've been such a good dude, and it was so fun to watch you on the show. Uh, do you want to let people know where they can – Find, figure out what you're doing outside the house now yeah absolutely so y'all i once again i really appreciate it. i love doing this man i truly do i hope you guys can see i don't just do it to do it i love i just love speaking about the game you know it's something where i love big brother and i will always be a diehard big brother this fan this season next season and until it's over which i hope it never is one day uh but yeah my socials man you can check check me out on twitter instagram tiktok it's all poochie underscore main uh, just like Gucci Mane, kind of like it was catchy, you know. So I'm not putting myself in the ranks with Gucci. I promise. I'm just saying that, you know, Hold it's on. catchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's something where, yeah, I'm going to be keep putting out Big Brother content like I have been. You know, I'm trying to college football season is around the corner. I love sports. You know, being a, a former college football coach, I'm trying to 
you know, dive into the sports media world. So I'll be putting out a lot of sports content, especially uh, college football. So, yeah, check it out, man. I would love if anybody wants to talk Big Brother. I love doing it. Sports, man, those are my two favorite things in the world. So that's where you can find me. Heck, yeah. I'll pop into your Instagram lives every now and then and say, hey. Please do, yeah, man. If y'all stop by, I know they probably get annoying. I don't shut up. But if you stop by, I appreciate that, man. Awesome. No, awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. And everyone, be sure to follow Pooch and see what he's doing outside the Big Brother house now. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Rosary Recap so you don't miss any more awesome episodes just like this one. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Rosie Recap. Thanks. Bye.